What a long, strange trip it has been getting down here to Kansas City, Missouri for the NFL Draft of 2023. But we are here. This is the official start of Season 5. And uh, fortunately, there's no ghost for Paul to try to make his way with. (laughs) Let me tell you, that ghost was trans. God damn it. God damn it, Hank. I told you. I told you not to fucking cut me off on there. I told you not to cut me off, and you did. Transparent. The ghost was transparent. You know, see-through. Not trans. Not. You know what I mean. Any which way, we are here. My name is D-Roy, your boy. We are in Kansas City, Missouri. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. And still going over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. And you can find me on the old Tiki Talk, RoyDog13. With me today is everybody's favorite co-host, Mr. Paul Burkholz. Would you like to say hello, Paul? Hello. How are we all doing? <laughs> <laughs> we certainly did have fun in Villisca, Iowa, didn't we? Yeah, it was a very interesting night. It was... Uh a lot of fun. Um, not quite what I expected, but it was still pretty fun. I mean, it was. It had a little bit of creep factor. It had a bit of the creep factor. It's, it, we didn't get a lot of. We didn't get really any poltergeist activity. We no. had a lot of voices. A lot of voices, and they're like positive. Like, like it was like <clears throat> just saying hello, like uh, just. It was like ghosts that weren't part of the axe murder was like answering us on that spirit box. We got a lot of results on that spirit box. We did get a lot of results on that. We have a lot of recordings on there. We're going to try and go through there at some point. Uh, kind of put those. We'll get those out online. Uh, we have some videos just of us, you know, doing some of the sessions. Don't know how much interest they would really have, you know, with us kind of sitting around and listening to this box and whether or not, you know, we were picking up. Fun experience. But it it, it yeah, was, was fun. fun. Uh, it was fun. It was different. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And it was creepy, the whole story. Like, oh, it was just a nasty murder. Yeah. If if you want to find out the story on there, just look up uh, Velisca Axe Murder House uh, in Velisca, Iowa, and uh, you'll find out all about that. Uh, but we are here. We are back. It yeah. is season five um, of the podcast. Uh, season eight uh, for the work in general of the doghouse. So very excited to get going on here. Uh, it has been a while. It has been a while since the episode, last episode, the five months after, um, or five months later, I should say. Uh, but we are back. We are going to go through... Uh, the NFC and AFC North on this podcast. Uh, we will go through all eight divisions uh, today and tomorrow, and then we will go through 
uh, the NFL draft spreadsheet, and we will go position by position, and we will kind of go through player by player and just kind of rip through those, uh, get everybody ready for Thursday, uh, which we will be not necessarily a part of, but we are going to be more a part of uh, than we have been in years past. Closer than ever. Closer than ever. We're going to get some great video. We're going to get some great uh, photos. Uh, try to get everything out as soon as humanly possible um, to all the major, you know, social media platforms that I am on. Uh, <clears throat> Paul will be able to get hooked up through there and get him out on his. Uh, so make sure you are following not only myself, but you're following uh, Paul. Uh, do you want to give out your socials while we're here? Burke fifty sixty nine, and that's Twitter. That's Twitter. Yeah, that's and you can find me on old Facebook, Paul Burkholz. Okay, good, good, good. So <clears throat> we know what happened today, right? Uh, Paul, uh, how excited are you today? Extremely excited. I'm happy about the Aaron Rodgers trade. Uh, I am sad to see him go. In a sense, I'm very grateful for what he's done. You know, but uh, it was time to move on. Uh, I, I think they got a great deal with the Jets. I, I uh, part of the conditions uh, that sixty percent of playing time. Oh yeah, with a, to get a chance at a first. But uh, I'm I'm excited about the trade. I'm sad to see him go, but I'm I'm happy it's time. You know, like who's worked at a job longer than seventeen years? Yep. You know, like just normal me and you, average Joe. Not a whole lot of people. It was just kind of a change, time for a change of scenery. So I, I don't look at it as a negative, but I'm kind of happy to start fresh. There you you know, especially as a draft guy. I like new guys, new blood, you know. So, I'm, I'm, excited. I'm excited to have Jordan Love finally, well, us getting a look at Jordan Love. Uh, in the starting position, mm-hmm. I have been excited about Jordan Love since 2020. Even before uh, the Packers drafted him, I really did like him. If you actually, if any of you are able to go back and find <laughs> that 2020 uh, NFL draft spreadsheet, I was very, very excited about him. Um, but you know, here it is. You know, we got to see what the kid, what the kid can do. The reason why the Packers selected him in the first round is to get the opportunity to pick up his fifth-year option, um, which you don't get unless they are first-round picks. So here is what the trade entails. Okay, so the Jets receive Aaron Rodgers, the Packers' 2023 first-round pick, uh, which is the number 15th overall, and a fifth-round pick, the number 170, uh, in exchange for New York's 2023 first-rounder, which is number 13. So they move up two spots. Uh, the 2023 second rounder, number 42. So they will have uh, two second rounders. Yes, 42 and 45, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> yes, you are correct. So they have that, and then they also pick up a sixth round, uh, number 207. Um, and then 11 picks <clears throat> for this year's draft, I believe. <clears throat> yep. And then they are really misreported, kind of. They're really kind of misreporting um, next year's pick out there based on the fact that Aaron Rodgers really doesn't miss a lot of time unless, you know, he gets the the collarbone injuries and stuff like that, you know, where he misses a whole chunk of time. Um, it is 65% of the Jets' snaps that he has to take this year. Um, 
if he does that, the Packers do get the New York Jets uh, number uh, first round pick in 2024. Uh, if he does not meet that 65, percent it is a 2024 second round selection. So overall, it's going to be a really good deal, no matter if he is not able to get the 65 percent snap count. So very happy, um, Brian Gutenkees. Uh, did a very good job in this draft. Uh, there's a lot of people who are saying that the Jets, you know, uh, won this dr- won this trade, and I disagree with that. Now, everything, you know, time will tell. Uh, if the Jets win the Super Bowl next year, which I do not believe that they are going to do, even with Aaron Rodgers under center, uh, but if they win the Super Bowl, then obviously they win. That's what they wanted. They wanted to get that Super Bowl the uh, same as – you know, the uh, <clears throat> the L.A. Rams a couple of years ago when they went for Matthew Stafford. So now that we've kind of gone through the trade, gotten through the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, um, I think it is time we go through the NFC North and kind of take a look at uh, team by team here. Let's do it. And you know how we do it. We do it by alphabetical order. So we will go Chicago, Detroit, Green Bay, and Minnesota starting with the Chicago Bears under head coach Matt Eberflus. Um, they've done a lot of moves uh, so far this offseason. Now they have lost uh, quite a bit in terms of <clears throat> uh, offensive talent. They've lost six players here. And I'm trying to fix this stupid thing. This TV does not do me any fucking favors. Um God, the tin is so bad on here. Uh, but running back David Montgomery is gone, uh, so they do have a need at running back because they only have Khalil Herbert. Now, they did bring in Dante Foreman um, in from Carolina, uh, Travis Homer from Seattle, and then they have, of course, Treston Ebner. Uh, who <clears throat> I do like Treston Ebner, though. Um, <clears throat> they did lose uh, right tackle Riley Reef. He went to New England. Uh, that'll shift Tevin Jenkins over. It should shift Tevin Jenkins over to the right tackle position unless they do go after uh, the number uh, first rounder uh, Peter Skaronsky out of Northwestern. Northwestern. Thank you. Um, then I can see Jenkins moving back into guard, or they can put Skaronsky at guard. There has been talks. Uh, the Skaronsky's arms are a little too short for tack- for the tackle position. Um, if that's the case, and they want and they do intend to move him inside, he is going to be wonderful at offensive guard. And he's a ten year plus guy at that position. Now, I do think that they need a little bit of help at center um, in there, but otherwise, they are pretty solid across the offensive line. Uh, the Bears have done a pretty good job with their offensive line this offseason, in my opinion. Um, now, if we move to, say, the tight end position, you have the stale ward, Cole Komet. He's going to be your obvious starter. Robert Tunyon moves over from Green Bay. Uh, that's a pretty good one, too, uh, at the position there. Uh, Chase Allen and Jake Tongas are still there. Ryan Griffin, I mean, he's been a bum ever since he's been with, ever since he came over from the Jets. Um, now, <clears throat> the wide receiver position is is where they desperately need to get another guy in here. Uh, they did trade that number one selection, and they got DJ Moore back from the Carolina Panthers. That's great. That's wonderful. 
Um, darn that move that that'll keep Darnell Mooney in the slot. I still believe they need a guy that they consider a number three, maybe even more of a number two than Darnell Mooney, because Chase Claypool just is not getting it done across from DJ Moore. And then when you look kind of behind him, Vilas Jones, the older the older uh, draft pick from last year. Uh, didn't really like him in the first place. He's got a lot of. He had a lot of fucking fumbling issues last year. Uh, not really big on him. Equinamia St. Brown. I think Packer fans around you know the world know uh, how much of a bust he really kind of was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nikhil Harry is not going to be coming back, and then uh, Darius Fountain and Joe Reed, who have not done anything in the league since they come up. Uh, Byron Pringle. Yeah. Uh, free agent, they won't re-sign him. That was a big mistake. Uh, now at quarterback, you still have Justin Fields. Should be good uh, with what he has now. Can be even better if he does get uh, that number two number slash number three wide receiver uh, and gets a more stable guy at running back. Uh, backing him up, PJ Walker comes over from Carolina. I do like I like PJ Walker. Same. Same style of play as Justin Fields, just not nearly as talented. But he coached up with Luke Getze. I, I think that's a great fit for him and his yep. career, and uh, that's a nice fill-in in case Justin Fields, knock on wood, I don't wish nobody getting injured. That's a pretty nice guy to carry the torch. Why, you know, if say Fields goes down for a couple weeks, you, you know? don't you don't think the wily veteran Nathan Peterman can do it? Won a lot of money going against Nathan Peterman a few years ago. So, um, there you go. Um, I do have listed as the offensive needs wide receiver, of course, offensive tackle, which technically could be guard. Um, they could even do center if they really wanted to. Every now on the depth charts, pretty much every team I put, I've put offensive line depth. I haven't really done it with the Bears because they do actually have quite a bit of depth as it is and some good solid depth, but um, they truly could use it in there. Uh, running back, and then if they wanted to upgrade a quarterback uh, from, say, Peterman, that's why um, wherever I have it, have quarterbacks kind of based in there within those needs, um, that's kind of how badly they need it. So they don't really technically need a quarterback, but if they wanted to, I wouldn't hate it. Got anything else you want to say about the Bears' offense there, Paul? Uh, nope. All right, then we'll move on to the defense. Uh, <clears throat> defense uh, had some losses. I wouldn't really call them losses. A lot of the guys in there weren't all that great. Um, we've known this, you know, all through the year. Uh, Bears were really poor against the run, um, and then they they're secondary kind of started falling apart and you could beat them through the air um they held their own a little bit they were a little bit better than what i thought i did i thought they were going to be a total sieve and they weren't um but the bears did bring in a number of guys in here like demarcus walker defensive end out of tennessee uh tremaine edmonds and tj edwards the two linebackers uh that was the big news right out of the gate in free agency rasheem green defensive end out of houston uh, Andrew Billings, D tackle. Uh, um, I want to say he was originally drafted by the Dallas Cowboys, or no, uh, 
Maybe Cincinnati. Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. He's bounced around a couple teams. Solid guy. Just hasn't been consistent enough to stay on the team. Yeah, I kind of fucked that one up, though, because look at as a D-tackle free agent in Chicago. Way to go. Way to go, dipshit. Uh, Dylan Cole, linebacker out of uh, Tennessee. He's stable enough. And then they signed uh, Ryan uh, Anderson, a punter. Uh, um, just a random free agent punter. Um, nothing really big there. But defensive line is kind of shut, uh, is kind of shaping up a little bit. Uh, they're going to need some help at D-tackle because they are weak. Um, opposite of Andrew Billings, Justin Jones, and Jalen Holmes are not going to get it done at the other D-tackle position. Now, I did run down uh, defensive end as a uh, need, and that has to do with Travis Gibson, who's going to line opposite of Rasheem Green. Um, so they're going to need help in there. And then, of course, you know any depth whatsoever. Uh, linebackers are going to be really good. All they're going to need is really some kind of backup filler pieces in here. Uh, T.J. Edwards, uh, Tremaine Edwins, and then I have Jack Sanborn, who was undrafted, if I'm not mistaken. Undrafted out of Wisconsin and played for some big-time minutes and made some big-time tackles. Yeah, he really kind of filled in, and he did the job well. Uh, Safety positions, you're going to have Eddie Jackson and and Jaquan Brisker. It's not bad for a rookie. Brisker is solid. Brisker was solid. We liked him last year. Uh, going into the draft, and they ended up on the Bears, and he really showed out. Um, as far as the corners are concerned, you're going to have uh, Jalen Johnson and Kendall Vilder uh, lined up right now. Now they can uh, use a guy probably to bump up from Vilder, but I don't see them taking anybody of any note um, in the first round, a uh, guy that can come in right away. Uh, quite possibly in the second round you can find a corner. Um, but if that's the case, then it would just be well to take uh, slot corner Kyler Gordon and fill him out on the outside. Um, ten draft picks in here. They do have two, they do have two uh, picks in the second round, the 22nd and 30th pick of the, of the second round. So keep an eye on that. That's more than likely going to be <clears throat> some kind of uh, D-tackle, D-end in here, and then you're probably going to have a secondary piece come out uh, within those. Uh, offensive line is kind of what we're looking at for the Bears, but they could completely uh, go D-end and D-tackle, especially if you know Jalen Carter, we've talked about this, um, if Jalen Carter falls to that ninth, that ninth pick, they're going to have to really think about whether or not uh, that vehicular incident out of Georgia is really going to uh, hold them down from taking him. Because it, if they don't take him, so the, within about the next five picks, he's going to be selected. Yep. Ready to move on to Detroit? All right, let's look at the Detroit offense. We'll just get it out of the way now that the the uh, Detroit Lions do have nine picks. They have two first-rounders, two second-rounders, so it's going to be a good, good start um, for them. And they can go <laughs> offense, they can go offense, they can go defense here. Offensive needs that I have listed, tight end, QB, uh, wide receiver, and offensive line depth. Uh, they're going to be solid yet again uh, across that offensive line, which is great. Uh, especially for running new running back David Montgomery, who comes over from Chicago. This Which is I think is a great fit. It's a great, great fit. 
Um, as long as his legs aren't burned out from all the punishment that he was taking behind the offensive line in Chicago, uh, he should be very, very good uh, running in tandem with DeAndre Swift um, or just running on his own because DeAndre Swift can't stay on the fucking field. Do you think this will help Swift, though? Like Montgomery taking the blunt of it and then Swift coming in? Like well, maybe, like in that kind of scenario? I, I think it, it could help Swift be a little more pulled. Well, I think the way that they were they were pounding the shit out of Jamal Williams should have helped out, but it it it, right. it didn't like, and that's kind of my and I don't know. There's there's just something I don't know if he's within his own head. Um, he's soft, maybe uh, just you know with the whole injury things, um, but he hasn't earned he hasn't really earned anything, and it sucks because he's such a good fucking player. He's got the flashes for sure. He's so, such a good fucking player, but he just can't stay on the field. So, I mean, as far as fantasy guy, he's falling. I We're not going to get into uh, ADPs until uh, next weekend will be the first ADP. Not, or not, yeah, not this weekend, not the draft weekend, but the weekend following will be the first ADP chart. And so we're really going to start getting a look at some of these ADPs on these guys. But Nice, nice running back uh backfield right there, those two. Yes. Nice tandem. Very guys. nice tandem. Very nice tandem. But I mean, now we look at the tight end position. I mean, they're basically going with the same guys that they had after the TJ Hawkinson trade. So Saints, uh, Shane Zilstra, Brock Wright, and James Mitchell are, pro- are going to be the three rotational guys. As of now. As of now. Yeah. Um, those two second round picks intrigue me because those could be the tight end right in there. They're not going to use the first rounders to go after a tight end, but the second rounders definitely they can go after them. Um, you know, if a guy like Kincaid falls, Darnell Washington, um, uh, Musgrave, and then who's the kid from Iowa again? Porter. Porter. Yep. So those are the guys that we'd be looking at in there. Uh, wide receivers, they're okay um, until, you know, Jamison Williams got the six-game suspension for his fucking gambling. Um, and what it was is he's gambling. Yes, he's gambling on sports outside of um, <clears throat> outside of the NFL, but he was also betting within an NFL like uh, gambling site. Um, on, a, on an NFL property, and that was the problem. So he escaped the indefinite suspension, but he did get the six games. So Marvin Jones will be the filler unless they actually go with a wide receiver. I'd like to see them go after a wide receiver. Um, unfortunately, this class is not all that great. Um, so they may just go ahead and say fuck it and pass and just kind of hold up because most of the guys at the wide receiver position this year's draft are more developmental than uh, what anybody's going to let on. Uh, basically, your first round, your first round wide receivers in this draft, most of them are not going to be your top level wide receiver ones. All this shit that some that I've seen with Injigba Smith, where he is comparable to Justin Jefferson, is complete horseshit, and nobody should believe that. You're being you're being fucking enticed by guys who are just trying to run up ratings, 
just talk to talk, and they don't know shit about these positions. And you can totally say that I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but watch, watch this shit. And we have hit on a lot of fucking guys within the NFL draft on these podcasts. We have talked about the winner guys and the guys that we are scared of, and they have washed out. So just take it. Take the information. Do what you want with it. Have fun watching the draft, but do not get super excited about any fucking wide receiver that gets drafted on your team. Trust me. Uh, quarterback, um, there is talk that the uh, Detroit Lions could go after Anthony Richardson uh, with that six pick if he happens to drop. They could do it with any number of guys. If C.J. Stroud ends up going through this whole fucking whatever drop that he's going through right now for any which reason, he might not pass the Detroit Lions at six. That makes sense. Because what, Jared Goff has got, what, another year left on his uh, contract? He's got another year on, like, a guaranteed portion, I believe, guaranteed on the portion. Really, so it gives, if they're going to take this approach, it gives them a year to learn underneath Jared Goff mm-hmm. if you were going to move forward from Jared Goff. So this would be an ideal time to get a quarterback in there. So it does make sense if you're looking towards the future. Yep. <clears throat> so I also heard Hen and Hooker because... Hendon Hooker, Hendon Hooker is a possibility, but I think you're looking at them moving down from the 18th overall out of the first. They're going to move. They would move down out of there and get down into the bottom part of the first round or the upper part of the second round for day two, uh, which is kind of Hooker's spot. End of the first, if somebody really kind of wants him. And develop him, and then uh, second round. If one of the teams that are at the top in the first round don't grab a quarterback, could be his quarter, the quarterback of the future. A little bit older quarterback, but he's a guy I really fucking like. Even coming off that ACL surgery, he's a very smart quarterback. He is a very smart guy. He knows where he wants to fucking go with the football, uh, and he proved that in that in two in two years. At Tennessee versus Richardson's one. So what I'm trying to tell you is that Hendon. Okay, so there's blemishes on basically every single quarterback. Bryce Young has his height. C.J. Stroud has whatever going on where they think he's fucking dumb as shit and can't pick up stuff. And I think it's completely wrong. But we're gonna go with that narrative right now. It's like politics and a hit piece right before the draft. Right. It seems like. Anyway. Anthony Richardson, <laughs> raw. Raw. Not too many uh, starts. Will Levis heard inaccuracies, kind of a nut job. The mayo in his coffee. Yeah, the, the mayo in his coffee thing, which is complete fucking horseshit. Which is a crap story. Yep. And then Hendon Hooker is going to be his age and the ACL. He's 26 years old, going on 55. Overall, I think this offense has kind of improved. The Williamson injury does hurt. Uh, well, injury, excuse me, suspension. suspension. Pardon me, suspense. So I think they might stall early on. We'll see how it goes. But I think uh, they got enough weapons in this draft to add and make themselves pretty solid. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And, I mean, Marvin Jones can fill in until Williams comes about, so... But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, really, when you look at what they lost, there wasn't really all that much that they lost. They lost a backup uh, center slash guard in Evan Brown. Uh, Jamal Williams was probably the biggest one, but at the same time, they brought in David Montgomery, uh, so they kind of washed that one away. DJ Chark uh, went to Carolina. Um, Chark came on late. Chark was a guy that we liked late in uh, fantasy drafts um, as a potential breakout, and then he got hurt right away. But he came back from the injury, and he looked really good. He looked really fucking good. Um, But a lot of him not being productive had a lot to do with Jared Goff. Uh, We watched a lot of Lions games this year in the doghouse facility. and it was golf missed a lot of throws because he was so onto Amon, locked onto Amon Ross St. Brown, it wasn't even funny. So, spread the ball around a lot better uh, this year, hopefully. But uh, otherwise, they should be pretty good. That tight end spot, that's what they got to fix. They fix that tight end spot, then they don't really have to worry about the wide receiver. So, tight end becomes a little bit more important than the wide receiver spot. Uh, defense. Uh, good in the front, but shitty in the back. Um, there's no fucking joke in there. It's just how it came out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> a lot of guys that uh, the Detroit Lions did lose. Uh, Deshaun Elliott at safety. Michael Brockers, they cut. Chris Board, linebacker, went to New England. Uh, Amani Arukaware. Uh, went to the New York Giants. Good rinse to him, but it sucks for fantasy. So we will be targeting uh, Monty in the Big Apple this season. Uh, Austin Bryant, defensive end, went to uh, San Francisco. Josh Woods, nobody gave a shit. Linebacker went to Arizona. Way to go, uh, Arizona. Make your defense even more shitty. Uh, Jeff Okuda got uh, cornerback got traded to Atlanta. I wish him luck. I, like I, him. I do. Yeah. I do too. Uh, fresh start. And then that led to the Casey Hayward uh, being cut essentially uh, just uh, late last week. Uh, Mike Hughes also went to cornerback, went to Atlanta, and then CJ Moore. Uh, they cut because of the uh, gambling suspension deals. Who they bring in? Emmanuel Mosley, cornerback out of San Francisco. That was a pretty good. That's solid. a that's a solid pickup right there. Uh, Mac McCain, the third cornerback out of Philly. Uh, Cam Sutton out of Pittsburgh. That's a that's a pretty good pickup as yep. well. Uh, Jalen Reeves may have been linebacker out of Houston. That's okay. It's a depth piece. Uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson is the big one. The safety coming out of Philadelphia who will probably, he could get another, he could get, with the C.J. Moore cut, he could get a look back at safety, uh, but more than likely he'll play the slot corner spot, which he's more comfortable in. Uh, and then uh, what else do we get? Oh, line, never mind, the long snapper, who gives a fuck about that? It definitely seems like they're uh, recycling the defense a little bit, like refresh. Yeah. You know, um, definitely had a lot of trouble last year. With their secondary, you know, that was one of the things that you could expose. That's why some of those games, the Detroit games, were high scoring. You know, uh, now they're starting to get guys that fit their scheme and guys that they want, like personality, personas. So uh, I see a big change on this defense. So that helps that offense out. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a dangerous team. Yep. 
Um, so defensive needs, we've got D-tackle, cornerback, defensive end, and linebacker. Now, defensive end linebacker can be melded together. They could take an outside linebacker, uh, one of the edge defenders, to fill in for Charles Hay, uh, Charles Harris, I'm sorry, uh, on the opposite side of one Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, when we started along the defensive line, Aleem McNeil, Isaiah Bugs, uh, John Kaminsky, uh, Bugs is somebody that they need to upgrade for. That's the D tackle slash nose tackle spot. So. Yep. So, and then we go into the linebacker spot. You got Charles Harris, uh, Malcolm Rodriguez, who really strong uh, late round kid from last year's draft. Very, very good. Alex Anzalone, who they can upgrade from. And then you have, of course, Aiden Hutchinson. They're pretty good um, if they fill at least one of the linebacker spots. Either that outside linebacker spot or they fill this inside linebacker spot, they should be really solid. Then they only have to worry about depth in there. Um, Fixing the corner has been their bugaboo um, the last couple of years. They're okay with Cam Sutton and Emmanuel Mosley. They could go after a corner, but I don't see them going after a corner early. Now, if they stay put at 18, that could be a corner right in there. Um, but I think only if, say, Witherspoon or um, Gonzalez falls, which I don't see. So it's probably, if they do corner, it's going to be one of those two second-round picks. Um, safety position, you got Kirby Joseph. He's a standalone at free safety uh, with Trey, uh, Tracy Walker. Uh, now being the starter at strong safety. So they do kind of need some safety help. I actually did not fill this in, and that should have been done. Uh, well, that was, um, in your defense, that was before the cut of um, safety because he got suspended. More. Yeah, more. And uh, was, um, Chauncey Carter Johnson was probably supposed to play that safety yeah yeah so i mean like i said gardner johnson can come over and play in there or they could even because you don't want will harris at that corner at that slot corner spot again so harris would have to be a backup for joseph unless they wanted uh yeah brian branch probably fit in brian branch would fit in yeah that wouldn't be too bad at that 18th pick yep but definitely a team on the up, at yeah. least uh, so far, based on the momentum from last season and some of these off-season moves. Yeah, I think if I think if you really look in your heart of hearts at the NFC North division right now, it should actually be Detroit's division to win. Yep. Um, that's not the, but you know, the Lions are going to lie, and you know a lot of times, and they fall. This they is the year to prove it. Yep, this is going to prove whether or not they're for real or not. So we'll see what happens there. Moving on, we got the Green Bay Packers. Um, offensive needs, wide receiver, tight end, uh, place kicker, uh, backup running back, and offensive line depth. Um, they're okay across the front in there. Um, we'll have to see what happens with uh, this guy right here, Elton Jenkins, at the left guard position. Um if he's not ready to go, they could move Neiman back over there 
and put him next to Bakhtiari. That's why Neiman was a big re-signing yep. um, to get back under contract. Yeah, I, he could play three positions really for you. Same mm-hmm. with Zach Tom. <clears throat> they could bounce three positions from right tackle, left tackle, and guard. So like, getting Yash back, <clears throat> signing his tenure, really helps solidify that depth and maybe present a they don't have to draft for need out of that so much because of that. You know, they can wait on it. Yeah. Depth is depth in there. Uh, uh, Running backs, you have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. This is probably Jones' last year in Green Bay. Um, They do need somebody to kind of back up in there. Now, my in my heart of hearts, I'd want Tyler Goodson to be the guy that backs up uh, right behind A.J. Dillon. Uh, but the Packers see something in Patrick Taylor that nobody else sees. So, kind of who it is. <laughs> Fuck he's you. Like, he's all right. Fuck you. Don't even. <laughs> this is my fucking podcast. Don't you fucking. <laughs> don't you well, bring your right bullshit on. in here. Nah, nah. <laughs> A.J. Dillon is in his last year of his contract. Aaron Jones does have two years left. So, it's Aaron Jones, technically, still have two more seasons yet. So don't kick him out yet. Well, if you talk age, though, he's Wait, probably yeah. in his last. Oh, cause so you're saying maybe a first-round pick on a running back? All right, I'm just kidding. Hey, continue. Sorry. Yeah, they're going to go after Bijan. That's what I want! No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There, I gave it to you. Fuck off. <laughs> hey, you know what else can fuck off? The tight end position. Yeah, I know. DeGuaro's got to step up this year. Yep. Lewis uh, still under uh, – yeah. Free agent. I imagine they're yep. going to re-sign him, or he goes with Aaron and Tyler Davis. So the really the only two on the roster right now is uh, Guara and Davis that's had playing time and contributed. You don't like Nick Guggermos? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the team. I don't either. You want to you want to see him? Look him up. <laughs> uh, nope. But they do. They need a lot of help. They need a lot of help at the tight end position, and then when you. <laughs> the next position here with the wide receivers, they need they need depth uh, really bad. They need a third guy um, to kind of go in there because I do not see. Um, they got three guys really, and then maybe Bo Melton. Maybe Bo Melton. We do like Bo Melton. We liked him in the draft. Um, speed. He's got some length to him. We like. Well, I mean, he's he's. He's better than Torre was, um, in my eyes, uh, for the draft last year. He was he was the guy. Bull Melton was the guy. He was kind of the mid range, mid to uh, upper late range uh, guy that everybody wanted. Then he never got the shot really because um, Seattle of all fucking teams took him. So they don't know what the fuck they're doing when in terms of wide receivers. So yeah, that was a waste. So, really, right now you have Watson, Dobbs, Melton, uh, Torre, and then Jeff Cotton, um, who should never see an NFL field whatsoever. Well, I don't even know who picked that Cotton, so, you know, kind of is what it is. But um, any which way. So, <laughs> the place kicker? You want to talk about quarterbacks? You want to talk about Jordan Love? I love Jordan Love. There's no Aaron Rodgers anymore. No. 
No, he is his own. He is his own person. He's his own. It's time. He is very. He is very much kind of the anti Aaron Rodgers in terms of just the way that Rodgers carries himself. And and I'm not saying anything terrible about Aaron Rodgers, but I mean he was he is kind of in his own head um, that he was the greatest thing on earth, but. Jordan Love is going to be more of that team player. He's going to outlet more, uh, get the ball kind of mixed around. Everybody's going to be really happy with him um, in terms of the team and in terms of you know how he's going to present himself, carry himself, and be a leader for the Green Bay Packers offense. They do need a backup, though, because Danny, backup. Danny Etling is not going to be it. So. So that's definitely a spot to look at. Uh, you know, early offseason rumors was uh, Matt Ryan, Ryan kind of signing for a veteran. Like a, that, that was like rumor talk. So I wouldn't be surprised if they try to bring in a – but then you've got to throw in the salary cap thing. And then I think Packers, so they'll never do that. Well, <laughs> well, we got to we Seneca Wallace. We we you have to I mean? wait and see what's happening with this cap thing because the cap that you will see for the Green Bay Packers and the New York Jets as of today, Monday, uh, April twenty fourth, is after the trade has ha- this trade has happened. So they're still working on the contract and how the contract. How the salary cap relief is going to affect both both teams. So it's going to affect New York Jets in a negative way, um, but it's going to be a positive for uh, Green Bay. So we just ha- kind of have to wait that one out. We'll see what happens there. But they're going to have it done uh, before the draft. They have to have it done before the draft, even if it's in talk. So this offense so overall kind of looks eh, so-so. So-so. So, so. But we are going to move on to the defense. So the Packers have some defensive needs. Uh, need DN, D-tackle, linebacker, corner, and safety. They do need quite a bit. Um, but a lot of it is not so much in the starters as it is in the backup spots. Um, so that is a good thing. Now, one thing that they did lose was one Dean Lowry, uh, DN to Minnesota. Uh, Jaron Reed, D-Tackle, who they picked up in season, uh, went back to Seattle, of all fucking teams. Uh, Chris Barnes, linebacker, went to Arizona. Not going to miss him. Uh, And then Vernon Scott, uh, safety was cut. So across your front, you're going to have Kenny Clark, TJ Slayton, and Devontae Wyatt, uh, the pick from uh, the rookie from last, or second-year man from last, the 2022 draft from Georgia. Uh, linebackers, you're going to have, and they need depth behind the, all three uh, across the line. Linebackers, you're going to have Preston Smith, Quay Walker, uh, the other guy, the other second year man out of Georgia, uh, Devondre Campbell, who everybody loves, and Rashawn Gary, if he's back from his surgery. Uh, otherwise, you're going to have Kingsley. Uh, an egg bear there, or great year for a rookie. He did good. Yep. Yeah. Or, or if the Packers go edge rusher, uh, they could get another guy to fill in for Gary right away, and then Preston Smith uh, in a year or two 
uh, will probably be gone from the team, and then he can become Preston Smith's replacement. Uh, safety, you have Rudy Ford and then Darnell Savage. Uh, moving Darnell Savage actually moving over to strong safety. Um, now, the way that our lads, uh, dot com had the uh, depth charts on there, uh, Tavares Moore could actually move over to strong safety in my eyes. Um, and then uh, Tariq Carpenter also back there, I think, just because of the depth at free safety, he could actually move up in case that Rudy Ford is not good. Um, and Dalen Levitt, you know, had had some issues last year and just doesn't get the job done. So they're okay at safety, but they can use an upgrade at safety. Uh, corners, you're going to have Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, and then uh, Razul Douglas in the slot. Uh, they did back, bring back Kishon Nixon, but he's mostly our returner for the Green Bay Packers. Um, they're good in the front, but they need help in the back. That's pretty much. So a lot of depth within there. Um, overall, defense is probably going to be middle of the road like they have been. Um, but, you know, working under uh, defensive coordinator Joe Barry, uh, they have played above their heads, in my opinion, um, in certain aspects. Anything you want to add they, on that? They do make some turnovers. They do create some turnovers. They do. They do. Uh, I definitely see with Rashad Gary's injury and then Preston Smith, like you said, uh, you know, yeah, I, I like him. He's a solid guy, but I, I could definitely see that as a target of theirs come draft day is uh, Edge. Because Gary could miss the first six weeks of the season, potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're going to need somebody opposite end. And as much as I like Kingsley and Barger, and, and, uh, uh, <laughs> Kingsley. And Agbari. Thank you. Uh, and Justin Hollins, they're going to need a guy. They're going to need a guy. So uh, I think overall the defense is like a B minus, C plus. Yeah. And then you throw in turnovers, it could be pretty solid, but we'll still, see. yeah, we'll see. Middle of the road. It's going to take a year or two before it's ever going to reach any any high end expectations. So now we move uh, last, but certainly not least, for the NFC North, the Minnesota Vikings. We're starting on offense here, offensive needs, uh, guard, wide receiver, running back, and offensive line depth. Uh, across the offensive line, it's not bad. You got Christian Derrissaw, Ezra Cleveland, Garrett Bradbury. Ed Ingram is your weak spot at the right guard position. Then Brian O'Neill at right tackle. Derrissaw definitely stepped up this last year. Yeah. Yes, he did. He very much did. Um, we get to the running back position. There is talk of Dalvin Cook being cut from Minnesota, but we have not seen anything happen yet. Cutter traded. We have not seen Dalvin Cook get cut yet because nobody's trading for him. Uh, but the Minnesota Vikings did re-sign Alexander Madison, so that was kind of a telling sign because we thought that Madison might jump somewhere else for more playing time. Um, so with him re-signing, that kind of signaled that something is going to happen here with Dalvin Cook. Either you know, uh, restructure your contract or you're out of here. That's basically what it is. So I do know that they love that Ty Chandler kid. Yeah. So I, I don't know why, but 
I have to look into him a little more, but uh, I know the Vikings are in love with that guy. I like Ngakwe more, but that's yes. okay. Uh, tight end, they're set. TJ Hawkinson there. Uh, they brought in uh, Josh Oliver, uh, who was drafted by Jacksonville, and then he went to the Pittsburgh. Or, uh, no, Ravens. Ravens, my bad. And uh, never really made anything of himself. Johnny Munt, uh, who was a stalwart for the L.A. Rams. Uh, ben Ellison, who has been a stalwart for nobody. Uh, Nick Mew is bringing up the back. So they're pretty set, though, at the tight end position. Nothing nothing really needed there. Wide receivers, of course, you got Justin Jefferson. Uh, K.J. Osborne in the slot uh, is going to get a little bit more room to run with uh, Adam Thielen. Uh, long-time Minnesota Minnesota guy cut. Homegrown. Yep. Uh, right now you have Jalen Naylor across uh, from Justin Jefferson, but we would expect that there be a wide receiver that might get uh, selected in this draft. Now they do only have five draft picks, so if they're going to do it, it's probably going to be with that first rounder. Um I don't see them waiting if they're going to do it within the draft. Otherwise, they're going to go with their guys. So it's either going to be Naylor or Reg- or Jalen Rager, which is... A lot to count on. A lot to count on. Now, they brought they did bring in Brandon Powell from the L.A. Raiders, but... L.A. Raiders. L.A. Rams, but uh, I don't see him being of much service. And, of course, behind center, you have one Kirk Cousins. Uh, backing him up is Nick Mullins. Um... The Vikings have been one of the teams that have been rumored to be interested in Hendon Hooker. If they're going to take Hendon Hooker, though, it's going to be with that that first round pick. They're going to need to do it with that first round pick. I know I that they were scouting on a lot of quarterbacks this uh, off season. Yeah, but I mean, if you don't do if you don't do it with a guy who can be considered a first rounder, you're playing with fire because they've already been doing that. Yeah, with Kellen Mond. And- yep. So, was it Mannion? Mannion? Sean Mannion? Yeah, Sean Mannion. <laughs> <laughs> no, this team definitely took a hit. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota Vikings defense. We move here, of course. Cornerback is what is their huge, huge need. Uh, did list D tackle. Um, that can also be considered D end here. Um, but they did they did fill in with Dean Lowry depends how they feel really about Harrison Phillips and uh, uh, Chrissy Tunga um, right there in the middle. Uh, Linebacker, they need help, but most of that is going to be in terms of depth value there. So across the front, you're going to have Harrison Phillips, uh, uh, Kyrie Tunga, and then Dean Lowry. I think they're pretty solid there. Um, Marcus Davenport, uh, who they brought in from New Orleans. Uh, Jordan Hicks, Brian Asamoa, and Daniil Hunter, uh, the linebackers. It's pretty solid, especially on the outside. Um, safeties, you got Cameron Bynum, who they're probably going to want to upgrade from. Louis Seen, uh, who was a draft pick last year out of Georgia, out of Georgia uh, has still hasn't secured a transfer. I think he did. Yeah, he did. Sorry. And then uh, you have longtime uh, safety Harrison Smith still there. He was a he was a cut candidate 
and then they decided against it, which was really surprising. But, I mean, really, when you look at their corners, you got Byron Murphy, who came over from Arizona. He's garbage. Um, uh, Caleb Evans, who is nothing. Uh, and Andrew Booth Jr. being your starting slot corner. Behind them... The you, draft pick out of Georgia. Yep. Behind, the, behind them, they've got nothing. Absolutely nothing. They are stupid. Do have a new defensive coordinator, the Brian Flores, that does bring uh, an energy to them, though. Yeah. They yeah. Could. Yeah. It's going to take a year or two to get what his guys in there. Yeah. I'd like to see you make some cookies without fucking flour. Right. Or cookies without sugar. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Trying to make cookies with pepper. Because you got the wrong players. The wrong players are the pepper. And I know it's a terrible analogy, so go fuck yourself, all right? Any which way. So now we move to the AFC North. And we are going to start with Baltimore here. Offensive needs, wide receiver, guard, running back, quarterback, uh, and offensive line depth. Uh, The front of the line is okay. Um, It's a little bit old outside of, say, Tyler Linderbaum. Uh, You have Ronnie Stanley, Stanley, Ben Cleveland, Linderbaum is center, Kevin Zeitler, and Morgan Moses. They're okay, um, but they do need a lot of depth pieces here um, on their offensive line for sure. Uh, running back, they're okay. You got the three stale warts and J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and Justice Hill. I'd like to see another guy kind of get added in there. Some fresh legs. I'd like to see some fresh legs. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, uh, a year off that injury coming into this season, I think. Might, might be their cure, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, in a in a draft where running back depth is or running backs are really deep, this they can find a guy in that fifth and sixth round that can um, probably overtake Justice Hill any day. Justice Hill any day, and maybe push Gus Edwards. Yep. Yep. Uh, tight end, you're going to have Mark Andrews, Isaiah Likely, and Charlie Kohler. They're Three fine there. Guys. Yeah, they're really good guys. They're more there. than fine there. Yeah. Uh, wide receiver, you're going to have <laughs> Rashad Bateman. Love that kid. Please stay healthy. Across from him, one Odell Beckham Jr. We'll see how he does coming you know, back from the ACL tear uh, in the Super Bowl of uh, 2022. Um, I think he's healthy. Devin Duvernay in the slot still. They still need help at a wide receiver, though, because... Uh, none of the guys that they have, Tylen Wallace, Andy Isabella, Mike Thomas, Nelson Aguilar, uh, James Prochet. Let's not. Why don't you just say Tariq Black is going to do it, okay? <laughs> or Shamar Bridges. I'm sure one of those two would like you to prop them you remember up. Remember when Andy Isabella was a thing? Oh my God! I remember that at the fucking NFL, the Nashville. That was the Nashville draft. So 2019, I'm at the fucking Nashville draft. This was like roster watches, little uh, baby. Like, oh, Andy Isabella, Andy Isabella, and then everybody grabbed onto it. It would have been one thing if one site just said Andy Isabella, but the, after roster watch went off on him, everybody and their mom went off on him, and I was looking at him. I go. Fucking Smurf. He's a little guy. He's a little guy. He had like what a kick return for the Cardinals, yeah, something like that, in preseason maybe. Yeah, everybody's like, like, he's the real deal. He's the real 
real deal. He's the real deal. Get and then, the wagon. <laughs> and then the joke, and then the joke became for the Arizona Cardinals that all they wanted was fucking short guys because then they they drafted Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore. They're like, oh, we're gonna make him a thing, and he. I'm like, he can't stay on the fucking field. He proved it at Purdue. He's got all the athletic talent in the world. He just he can't fucking stay on the field. And what happened? Get injured. And then you know the next year gets injured. And everybody's like, well, we're going to make Rondell Moore a thing. No, we're not. Okay? Okay. You can make Rondell Moore a thing, and then we're going to reap the benefits of your fucking stupidity. Yeah, please keep taking Rondell Moore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here we move on to the uh, defense. We spent way too much time on Rondell Moore and Andy Isabella. Uh, defense for the Baltimore Ravens. Defensive needs. Linebacker, defensive end, corner, safety, and D-tackle. Uh, along the defensive line, still it's going to be as strong as ever. Justin uh, Metabuki, um, Michael Pierce, and Broderick Washington Jr. Going to miss Calais Campbell, but mm-hmm. you got some young blood in there. Yep. Uh, linebackers oh, Odefe Owuye, uh, Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, who had a huge bounce back year from his rookie year. Um, and then Tyus Bowser over there. Um, they do need some depth. They're not, they're not t- terrible, but they still need to get at least one. They'll probably do that through the UDFA um, with the limited amount of draft selections that they have and with their salary cap. Uh, safety, pretty decent. Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton. Uh, like both of those guys. And then that corner, right as of right now, you have Marlon Humphrey, Lined across from him is Brandon Stevens. It's okay. You'd probably rather have Marcus. I hate to say this, but you'd probably rather have Marcus Peters there. Um, otherwise, you will see Daryl Worley get a shot across from Humphrey. Um, and then in the slot right now, Demarion Williams. So Seems like they need help there, especially for their division. In corner, they do. Yeah. In corner, or if you get a safety that's kind of that hybrid where you can play corner because he's fast. One of the two. It's kind of like it's kind of like what they were doing last year with a lot of these teams because Hamilton was actually playing in the slot quite a bit in there. That's why you could see uh, Stone move up and then Hamilton move over in the slot too to kind of keep it covered. Um. Anything you want to add about uh, Baltimore defense? We're good? Yep, good. All right. Well, then we move on to uh, Dave Thompson's favorite team, Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals. Swear to God, that motherfucker's his whole wardrobe is fucking Cincinnati Bengals. Lifelong fan. Hey, you've been sticking with them for over 30 years, so I've known them since junior high. Diehard Bengals fan. One of the only few people I would know, like a Lions fan, like famous. <laughs> few people in, in the world that stuck with their team through all those losing seasons. So I'm kind of happy for him, but it's Dave, so we got to give him a hard time. It's annoying. It's annoying when we're at the bar and I'm like, didn't you just wear that shirt like the last time I saw you? Yeah, but I got to wear my bangles. <laughs> I got to no, I didn't wear I this. Didn't wear I didn't wear Who this. Who did? Who did? Who did? Uh all right, so Cincinnati Bengals need um, don't te- Orlando Brown, huh? don't technically need a tight end, but they need a tight end. Uh, running back, offensive line depth, and wide receiver. Uh, they did 
bring over Orlando Brown Jr. through free agency to be the left tackle, which has pissed off Jonah Williams, uh, who is listed as a right tackle right now, um, but <clears throat> has requested a trade. We will see what happens there. If Lyle Collins can come back from the AC ACL it's a big one. Sooner, yeah. I don't know if you saw that. He did the ACL, PCL, and MCL. It was a bigger uh, knee injury than uh, first reported on Lyle. So, Jonah Williams, he can cry all he wants. He ain't going nowhere unless Collins is cleared. Unless he sits out. And then, I mean, you could move Jackson Carmen over over to the right tackle. He's not going to completely kill you. Or you move Jackson Carmen to the right guard and you move Kappa out, too. But Akeem Adonage. Uh, the backup at guard right now, he can play right tackle too. So, I mean, they're pretty covered, but still like to get another guy in there. They're getting there. They're getting there. They're getting there. Running back is a shit show uh, with Joe Mixon and whatever menacing bullshit he's got going on there. Um, Lost to Samadre. Yeah, lost, lost Samadre P. Ryan, the old man. Uh, the old man who's actually a young man. And then uh, just have Travion Williams and Chris Evans back there. So they're going to have to upgrade there at some point. I was hoping Chris Evans would step up. Uh, he has flashes of being a pretty solid guy. But uh, right now he's just a third back guy. And this is the year. He's got a sink or swim for him, I think, this year. Oh, absolutely. Like, definitely a spot that they can see him draft in the running back. Absolutely. 100%. So tight end, like said, does need a little bit of help. Uh, depends on what they want to do there. They did bring in Irv Smith Jr., who is good, except he can't ever stay on the field. Yeah. Uh, clutch catches. They have not officially resigned Mitchell Wilcox yet. I had heard rumors that they were doing that, but I haven't seen it. Uh, but behind him, they did resign Drew Sample, uh, who they never use. Uh, Devin Asiasi is still there. Tanner Hudson and Nick Bowers. Uh, but nobody that's like the standout at the tight end position. Just get a guy who's competent. I mean, yeah. they got a quarterback, we'll give him the ball. Get, get somebody. Yeah. Wide receiver. Pardon me. Uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, of course, and then you got Tyler Boyd still in the slot. Uh, back behind them, Trent Taylor, Stanley Morgan Jr., Trenton, uh, Trenton Irwin, and Kwame Lasseter. They're okay at wide receiver, but they do need uh, death pieces behind there. Uh, you have a, two contracts that are kind of coming. Well, one contract really coming up, and that's T. Higgins. Um, Jamar Chase is still not for another two years, or a, the year after next year. But um, so they're okay. They're okay, but they could use a guy. And then, of course, at quarterback, you got Joe Burrow. But right now, the only backup. That, Behind Joe Burrow is Jake Browning, as Brandon Allen is still a free agent. That could be an issue. Hmm? That could be an issue. Mm, maybe. Might be a little one. Uh, moving on to the defense. Defensive needs safety, corner, and defensive end. Um, across the front, you have Zachary Carter, DJ Reader, and Ooh. BJ Hill. Reader is a stud. Yep. BJ Hill is not too bad either. Um, they could use an upgrade though from Carter, which I'd like to see because they don't really have they don't have anybody on the team that can really play in that in that spot. 
uh, linebackers are more than solid with Trey Hendrickson, Jermaine Pratt, uh, Logan Wilson, and Sam Hubbard, and they they have enough depth back there that they're fine there. Uh, safeties, you're going to have Nick Scott and Daxon Hill, so the free safety spot is where I'm really kind of looking at um, for them because I don't see Nick Scott as being kind of the answer uh, as a starter in there. Depends upon what they think, but more than likely, and more than likely, they're going to bangle this up and they're going to just go after somebody that can be a backup. Um, corner, you're okay with a Wouzier. You're okay with Cam Taylor Britt on the other side and Mike Hilton in the slot, but they do need to get some uh, depth guys in there, but they don't have to spend a lot of draft capital to really kind of fill those spots. Cam Taylor Britt, heck of a rookie year, huh? Yeah, hell of a rookie. There's, there was a few corners. There was a couple, the couple of kids that were over on Buffalo that weren't that weren't too bad. They didn't rate out nearly as well as Taylor Britt did, um, but they played their asses off and they they held it together for uh, for the Bills. So, anything else on Cincy? Move on to Cleveland. Cleveland Browns team names uh, running back, namely backup. Uh, wide receiver, offensive line depth, and quarterback. The offensive line is still pretty solid. Moving from left to right, you got Jedrick Willis, uh, Joel Batonia, uh, Ethan Pachik, uh, Wyatt Teller, and Jack Conklin. I think they're okay there. So really it's kind of the depth behind them that needs to get filled in there. Um, wouldn't mind seeing them kind of draft a guy that maybe could fill in at some point. Um, in case, you know, one of these guys leaves in free agency. Um, and then they'd be okay there. Uh, running backs, you have Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt still a free agent. Uh, Cleveland has been, um, has mentioned that they're not closing the door on Kareem Hunt, but uh, he's got to kind of come down on what he wants in a contract. He's getting older, so nobody really wants him, so that should not be an issue. Uh, Jeremy Ford, John Kelly Jr., and Nate McCrary pick up the rear. That's kind of where we're really looking because there's not really the guys that can fill in um, on a week-to-week basis for what Kareem Hunt brought to that team behind Nick Chubb. I think Ford has a chance. I think Ford has a chance. Ford has a chance. A chance. A chance. I have a chance, too. No, you don't. <laughs> this could be an interesting <laughs> offense, though. <laughs> I'm telling you, I got a chance. Uh, moving to tight end, you have David Njoku, Harrison Bryant, Jordan Akins. They are more than fine at tight end. Yeah. Jesse James is a free agent. Uh, wide receiver, Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, Mari Cooper, and Elijah Moore, who's uh, traded uh, from the Jets over to Cleveland. They got some weapons there. They do have some weapons. I would like to see another wide receiver kind of thrown into the mix. Be just for the fact that, like, the guys behind him, like Anthony Schwartz, Jalen Darden, um, Jakeem Grant, uh, Dalen Baldwin, Marquise Goodwin. No, come on. David Bell yet? Still, no, no, no love for David Bell yet? I still like David Bell. It's, right. just, it's just the Elijah Moore shit uh, really dampened dampen, uh, what I thought you know, for him is in terms of like say dynasty value and stuff, but I would still hold on to him to be honest. Uh, 
Uh, quarterback uh, Deshaun Watson, Joshua Dobbs comes over from Tennessee, and then you have uh, Kellen Mond, who we talked about with Minnesota. So if they want to, they could really – if they have a quarterback that's actually pretty decent within the mid-range rounds, they could select him and put him behind Dobbs and cut Mond, who nobody seems to like anymore. So Defense for the Cleveland Browns. Team needs corner, DN, linebacker, and safety. Across the front, you're going to have Miles Garrett, Jordan Elliott, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, and Og- <laughs> Ogbania o- Okronkwo. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okronkwo. Okronkwo. <laughs> but uh, Jordan Elliott is really the weak link here, um, but I believe that Tristan Hill can actually beat him out for that D-tackle spot, so that's why I'm not really too worried about it. Um, but they are rather weak. Uh, in terms of the backups, they're just—they have enough. They're just not good enough to fill in in case right, they, they anybody gets hurt. Like Maurice hurts to hit. Maybe Perriam Winfrey if he don't—he's not in trouble. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those guys hit for him. I'm not trying to take a gamble. Uh, linebacker Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah Awusu Koromora. Uh, Anthony Walker and Matthew Adams are pretty good in in terms of the three starters. Um, you do have Taki Taki now kind of moving to the middle linebacker spot to back up Walker. Uh, so that's but he I mean he can play all three linebacker positions. So they're kind of covered in there. Uh, would like to see another depth piece kind of added there uh, for the Cleveland Browns. Safety, you have Juan Thornhill, who moves over for Kansas City. He's done winning rings, so he's perfectly fine coming to uh, Cleveland to lose. Uh, Grant Delprit at the strong safety position over there. Um, Little weak uh, with one backup per spot there. So uh, in terms of safeties, they just need guys that can kind of fill in um, and help out. Corner. Martin Emerson, who was very, very surprising last year. Um, and then Denzel Ward across from him with Greg Newsom in the slot. Uh, pretty much they're okay at corner in terms of the starters, but we're looking at the backups yet again here. So Cleveland kind of has built themselves up a bit um, to be ready to win under uh, with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. I think so too. Last team uh, for this episode is Pittsburgh. We start with the offense. Uh, Offensive needs, offensive line depth, wide receiver, running back, and tight end. Um, Could probably take wide receiver off of there, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to leave it on there. Um, Go across the offensive line. Uh, Dan Moore Jr., Isaac Siumala. Uh, Mason Cole, James Daniels, and Chakwuma Okafor. They're pretty good across the front right now. Um, like I said, they just need to get some death pieces just in case shit happens. Because if anything happens to any of these guys, they're kind of fucked. They, they go way backwards if those guys go down, one of those guys go down. So that definitely seems like a need. It's been a weakness for a couple of years now for Pittsburgh, that O line. 
And that's always been strange, too, when that's happened. Right, that's not their kind of character. Uh, Running back should be fine. Najee Harris, Jalen Warren. Uh, Benny Snell is is still a free agent. Anthony McFarland kind of bringing up the rear. Uh, Jason Huntley, who we were just talking about the other day. Master T, Jeremy McNiggles, none of those guys really excites you. I can see them recycling the, the, the back end of this depth chart with the way the depth is in this year's draft. Yeah. Uh, tight end, Pat Fryermuth, of course, had a, another solid year. Zach Gentry backing him up, Connor Hayward. Uh, they're kind of set at tight end, but they could use another piece in there, um, especially if you get somebody of gives them extra value out of the position, they'll take them. There's a guy like an extra tackle to help out that offensive line. Mm-hmm. Not a bad thought. Uh, wide receivers. You got Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. Those are the two old men in here. Uh, they did bring in Allen Robinson from the L.A. Rams. He's a grandpa. Uh, but <laughs> Allen Robinson put him in the slot. You have De- uh, Johnson and Pickens taking most of the coverage. Should be okay, actually. Pickens is the young well, I say old man because just because they were there before. Gotcha. That's how it works. You're fooling your audience right now. <laughs> you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be helping me with the podcast, oh. not just listening to it. <laughs> Get it together, George Pickens, a second year man. <laughs> anyway, uh, Alan Robinson through via trade. And then you got uh, Kelvin Austin the third. I think it's very intriguing. What he sat out almost the whole year, right? He, I don't even think he got in on. Uh, he ended up on practice squad. Like they didn't have a need to really pick him up because or bring him up because uh, he wasn't going to get playing time. That's a kid that can have a bounce back here. That can make a difference in this receiving core if he uh, healthy this year. Maybe. Maybe, but then you know. That's what they said about Anthony Miller for the Bears. Way well, back Anthony when. Anthony Miller for the Bears had uh, an attitude problem, you know. Yeah, kind of like you. <laughs> uh, finish up Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. Uh, Mason Rudolph still a free agent. Nobody's going to sign I think Mason a big Rudolph. Year for Kenny Pickett. Big year for Kenny Pickett. Year two. He might be He's okay. Got He's got weapons. They give him some protection. Game. <laughs> he might be okay if they go back to the fucking original, like like what they were doing with Big Ben, where they were just letting him fucking chuck it around. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh defense. Defensive needs. Safety, D-tackle, linebacker, and corner. Uh, across the front, you have Cameron Hayward, Montrevious Adams, and Larry Ogunjobi. Adams, yeah, they need to replace him. They need to have that nose tackle in there because they're, they're still giving up way too much running in there. Uh, linebackers, Alex Highsmith. Cole Holcomb comes over from Washington. Uh, Landon Roberts comes over from Miami. Uh, and then, of course, T.J. Watt on the outside. Um in terms of the linebackers, all they really need is depth pieces. They're, they're pretty solid, actually, yep. in the linebacking court in terms of the starting the starting group. But got to add depth there. Safety. You have Minka Fitzpatrick. 
and Demonte Kazee. I think they're pretty solid in there, and they have a lot of depth in there, so we're not too worried about the, the safety they just position. Brought in uh, Keanu Neal. Mm-hmm. Brought Keanu Neal over from uh, uh, Dallas. Or no? No, it was Atlanta. It was Atlanta, yeah. Or no? Solid guy. Any which way? Yeah, he's solid guy. Um, they'll they'll get him on the field though when the multiple when they need multiple secondary pieces. Right. Go on there. So. Levi Wallace, Patrick Peterson. Yeah, maybe they add corner. <laughs> With Arthur Mollett in the in the slot, yeah, they definitely need a lot of fucking help in there. They need some help there. Because it sure as hell being coming from Akello Witherspoon, I can tell you that right now. Well, but to compete in their division with the other receivers that they have to cover, they're going to need some help there. Oh, yeah. There. Yeah, so they were pretty good there on uh, Pittsburgh. We got through their first. We got through the first one. We got through the first one. It only went over, it only went over 16, 20 minutes, so that's it. So it's good. Okay. It's good. And uh, I don't know why I'm still just talking to you when I'm still recording. I don't know. <laughs> go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. And uh, <laughs> pretty much all I'm going to say is this. We're going to move on to the east. We're going to get that one pounded out and then uh, move on to the south and west on tomorrow's on tomorrow's schedule. So, uh, then we're going to be talking prospects pretty soon. Talking prospects. But uh, any which way, it's been Paul Burkholz. It's been me, your boy, D-Roy. It's been the first episode of Season 5. We are out.